It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from Chili's 2 at O'Hare Airport Terminal 1, Matt Q's Heat Wave by Martha and the Vandells. I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. And now let's keep this heat wave going. All right. It's the heat wave really is uh, pretty spectacular for this time of year, Martin. Yeah. Is there a reason? Can I just not hear the music in the background or what? Yeah, probably. You're, you probably screwed the the patch cables up, something like that. Sorry. I, I wasn't in... I wasn't in the instructions, so just whatever, whatever, it's fine. Sometimes life doesn't come with an instruction book. I know parenting doesn't. So I know, exactly. Well said, Matt. Thanks. Your brand of servant leadership is a real siren's call for all of us. Well, that's really, that might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. What's coming from the heart? Well, you know, that's a good that's a good segue, I think, because uh you know, we we've we've been monitoring the the whereabouts of the gravy blazer. Uh I don't don't recall seeing it anywhere this week, although you know, we'll see. But uh we do have a gravy and gravo uh segment to share with our listeners. And we do. So, we do. Yeah. So I'm going to get us started. Uh, just as a reminder, you know, these are these are things that happen that you know with with two characters who have some things in common and and a lot of things not in common. But you know, like most of us, we're trying to find, as they say in the the startup world, the delta between you know one type of behavior and another and and so hopefully this this will give you some more things to think about um i like to think of these as stories that have a lesson that we can use in our lives right but there's not a word for that in the english lexicon no no all right well i'm gonna get us started so gravo completes each and every one of his household chores in a timely solemn and dutiful manner he takes pride in his exceptionally short honeydew list. His family is his most important priority, and thus the work he does on their behalf helps to keep him focused on what makes him truly happy. Leading by example is the coin of the realm for all members of Gravo's household. He is proud that his children see him as both their protector and servant. What a great man. Yeah. Well, for gravy, performing menial tasks such as folding laundry or changing light bulbs would be an embarrassment. For one thing, he does not even know how to do these things, but that is not the point. His butter-soft hands are better suited to dialing his assistant to tell her to write an email for him or playing video games in his man cave while his wife bathes the kid and prepares them for bed. Since it, hold on one second. Sorry, a little bit of the old spring cough there. 
Since his wife is smarter than him and makes more money, the tasks she does not have time to complete are performed by a domestic servant. In Gravy's uber-conservative suburban enclave, the lower this servant is on the socioeconomic food chain, the better. Gravy is sure to pay her in cash, which he often forgets to do on time. This is actually done purposely by Gravy to subconsciously teach her that life isn't easy. And he's offering her a hand up, not a hand out. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, you know, do do with this uh, what you will. Um, I, you know, I just know that it rings true for me, Martin. Um, you know that uh, that there's a way, you know, of approaching the world that uh, that's right, and there's a way that's wrong. But uh, but we'll just say that. If we followed some of this protocol, Seth would have been fired a long time ago. Well, that's a great example of the kind of lesson you can learn from Gravy and Gravo. So, uh, you know, I don't know which which tournament that Gravy and Gravo are into this time of year, but I think we all know that, you know, this is tournament time. Uh, there's all kinds of tournaments going on and uh, everybody is so excited and if you even watch the slightest amount of tv all you see are commercials about the tournament and are you getting your brackets and all this stuff and you know uh we're not one or two to uh to want to miss out on any hype you know on any popular culture uh you know things happening in the world uh, and when I say the world, I mean the United States, because that's all we care that's about. It. Yeah, obviously. Right. Uh, so, Martin, you and I have come up with, I think, what's going to be a great tournament. It's our turn- tournament time. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's we each pick three of our favorite spices. Um, oh, that's why it's tournament time, T-H-Y-M-E. Yeah. What oh, did you, that's, what did you that's think smart. it was? That's smart. I just thought you just wrote it down really quickly and then didn't spell check it. You're like, like that's the British spelling of time, probably. Like, well, it might be. Yeah, it might be. Like the Thames, the yeah. Thames. Um. So, well, okay. So I hope. Well, you probably know your three favorite spices anyway. I've known them since I was born. Right. Uh, and, and just a fun fact about March. March in the ancient Roman language, means tournament. Yes. I didn't know that, but that that's, I believe you. Well, um, if you think about it, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I, look, you know, at this point, I believe everything you say, no matter what. And smart, I good. recommend that everybody listening to the show do the same. So Perfect. I have a coin flip generator here. Okay. And so uh, this is how it's going to work. We're going to flip a coin to see who, who goes. There'll be three rounds, and then we'll we'll do the scoring. We'll f- flip first to see who goes first. Then that person says their favorite spice, and then the other person has to give their favorite spice. 
And then we is flip. The, is it the coin, some sort of Duke of Pepso commemorative coin? Yeah. the co- Yes, it is. So the heads is your head. And so it takes up the entire um, f- face of the coin. And in fact, your whole head doesn't actually fit in it. It's just so it like a lot of silver to make that side. Yeah. And then the other side of the coin is uh is Seth's butt. Ooh. Yeah, but gross. he's wearing pants. Oh, still though. Well, but you it's, don't want it's, you don't want to get that side. Well, we'll see. All right, so ready to go. So heads uh is Martin and Tails is Matt. Okay, ready? It- is Seth's butt. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Yes. Here we go. Okay, it's tails, so I go. Okay. My first spice I'm going to say is cumin. And I picked cumin because um, it's in a lot of things that I like. Like it's in chili powder and it's in curry powder. And it's in a lot of foods that I like. So what's your what's your spice? My spice is salt. Okay. It's sort of the king of all spices. Yes. It's been around since before the dawn of time, really. You know, before even Earth was created, God had salt. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He did. He um, or she did. He did. Okay. It balances out the universe. It balances out the humors in your body. Without salt, there is nothing. I, you know what? I have to agree because uh, it, it, when you do any kind of cooking, it just, you sort of, if you don't put salt in, it's going to be terrible. And if it doesn't taste good enough, you just put more salt in. And, that, and then that eventually it does. All right. So and let's. And the good thing about salt is. There's no scenario where you can put too much salt on your food or put too much salt in your body. Right. Right. Um, I mean, it's in the oceans. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's everywhere. Exactly. Dolphins right. basically bathe in salt. They do. They they drink it. They bathe in it. They breathe it. You know? So They get married in a salt environment. Right. Okay, so we're going to flip now to see who... Which which um, which advances? Okay, hold. So heads is is cumin, tails is salt. It's tails. Okay, so salt advances. All right, so f- we're gonna flip to see who goes next. Okay, it's tails. So so I go. Huh. That seems weird. Yeah. Twice in a row. Well, it has a timestamp on it. Eighteen twenty nine. 30 UTC. No one knows that could mean anything. <laughs> okay. Whatever. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go with yeah. um, red pepper flakes. Okay. Okay. Uh, that, that one was going to be on my list potentially. Okay. That's a good call there. Yeah. Thank you. What's, yeah. what spice are you putting up against it? I'm going to go with curry. It's, um, you know, it's the sort of national spice of India. You can use it in a preparation of a lot of different foods. It comes in a variety of heat, 
and flavors. Yep. It's versatile. Tastes good um, on uh, Brussels sprouts. Real good. That is outrageous to say. Well. You should be disqualified. Okay. I don't have the authority to do that, of course, but. No, you don't. I can't believe you would say that. Okay. Well, I did. You're I said to it. undermine the whole tournament. I said it. All right. You're like the Russian Olympic Committee. All right. So, heads, it's uh, red pepper flakes. Tails, it's uh, curry, which I believe is a blend of spices, but but that's fine. Here we go. That's neither here nor there. Nor there. Here we go. Up oh, tails. So hmm. curry, curry wins. So salt and curry so far. No, your tails. No, I, I'm, as a person, I'm tails, but. As the the spite the first spice I was heads, so oh okay so you yeah, won right right. Just, what are you Just arguing against? Winning? Yeah, do we even have rules? Are you afraid of success? Okay, never mind. Okay, all right. So here's the last round. Okay, I'm gonna. F- okay, we're gonna flip it. Here we go. <laughs> okay, it's t- it's tails again. 1830. Yeah, really like to see a picture of this coin sometime. 1831-44 UTC. Okay, so guess what? Always tails. The universal tails coin. I'm picking salt. Wait, you can do that? Yeah. It's one of my three favorites. Huh. Okay. Okay. What's yours? Fair enough. Um, I'm picking saffron. Hmm. Here's why. Mm-hmm. It's a great spice on that. We can all agree. It's also a terrific name. Like, hey, I'm Saffron. Mm -hmm. And it just, when you say it, it's just joy coming out or coming in your mouth. Saffron's wild about me. Yeah, I'm just wild about Saffron. Yeah, it's in song. Mm -hmm. In virtually every Shakespeare play has some Saffron reference in it. King Saffron the Third. That's from Macbeth. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's perfect. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. I think we've got a heads. Got to be coming up here pretty soon. But let's see. It's tails. Oh, yep. weird. Yep. Weird. Yep. It's big, big, big picture of Seth's pants. You know, pockets. I, when I talk about probability. We talk about how if you're flipping a coin and maybe like heads come up twice and tails once, that's not unusual. But like once you start getting to every time it's tails. So something's rotten in Denmark. Okay, well, I'll flip it one more Matt. time. No, it's, it's uh, too late. It's heads. No. Well, it is. You can't change it. Okay. You can't change it. I, no, I'm not changing it. So, do you just want to change the rules so that you win all the time? Okay, is winning that important to you? Saffron, salt, and curry all won. So, congratulations, you won the tournament time, tournament time, and and your food. Three champions. There are yes. What do you mean? Well, what aren't there three winners? No, you win. Well, we all win mean? because those are good spices, and you know your food is. I'm. I want to eat your food, or just some of the food that you order, or whatever, because I like all those spices. So okay, well, you'll love my salted halibut with saffron and curry. Okay, 
I probably would. Yeah, you and would. I don't like fish, but you know. Okay, You'll see like that's this. how. Okay, well, good work. Congratulations. Um, I think it's fair to say though that I'm not the real winner here. You're not. The spices are the winner. Yeah, humanity and and the children. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Well, that's great. That was uh, that was so exciting. I know everybody. I know everybody's so excited. So, but- and I'd just like to issue an apology on behalf of Matt. He gets overly excited and competitive, and that just is his nature, and he can never change. No, I can't, and I don't want to or plan on it. Um, That's smart. And I'm actually. never going to apologize for that. You didn't. I issued one on your behalf. Okay. I didn't say that like you told me to do it. Okay. Okay. Well, I think it's time to move on to hurrahs and huzzahs, Marty. What do you think? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Mine this week is a hurrah, and this goes out to Chicago's very own Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Um, I would make sure that you follow up on this story later on because there's some provocative language that we don't use on the Duke of Pipso podcast. But anyway, there was a recent controversy in Chicago. They took down a statue of Columbus in the city, and at the Columbus Day Parade, the organizers wanted to have the statue in the parade, and they had worked out what they thought was a deal with the Park District, at which point Mayor Lightfoot stepped in and said, under no circumstances can you have the statue in the parade, Um, and said something along the lines of, I have the biggest four-letter word in Chicago. It's bigger than biggest organ in Chicago. I have the bigger organ than all the Italians. It was just really impressive. Again, I would read the uh, story. Yeah. Just goes to show, you know, people are still playing hardball out there. And if you're at the bottom of a well and you have no place else to go, sometimes just to keep you busy, maybe you should keep digging the well deeper so you get trapped even further in it. Yeah. Well, you know, now she is just a, a, she is not going to apologize and never will for her profanity, her profane. For for anything, well, right. I would say. Um, and, you know, yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to, I'm going to try real hard not to fall into the trap of, you know, of not giving her the same breaks I would give some, some other type of mayor. For example, you know, Rich Daly or any of the other you know, mayors who were all men before she came along because some of them were pretty big personalities and characters and said a lot of crazy stuff. But one thing I'll say is that uh, she just does, she sounds a little desperate. And also, why, what lesson, haven't we all learned the lesson as a country for the till the end of time? That talking about how big your, you know what is, it just makes you sound like an idiot, uh, and you know. But yet it gets people atten- gets people's attention. Yeah, 
you get your brand out there. Well, also, of course, she denies that she said that. And, you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, if she did say it, she should just say she did, you know? That is true. I mean, I don't know, you know? I mean, every... I mean... It's not like she... Everyone voted for her. She's the mayor, you know? She just... Not everyone voted for her. Well, she got... She won the race, you know, so enough... I mean, there's enough people out there that presumably support her, but I'm guessing she's she knows she's seen the writing on the wall and I think there are she will really two key lessons here. One, sort of to your point, if it is that big, just that is what it is. Like I would get it checked out by a doctor, but yeah. just be proud of it, whatever. And then point two, sort of related to what I was talking about before. Imagine you're a swimmer in the ocean and you're so deep below the ocean that you can't tell where the surface or the bottom of the ocean floor is. Yeah. Just swim, just keep swimming towards where it gets darker and darker and darker. And the, the more your ears hurt, the better, because that means you're getting deeper. Exactly. And, you know, you may find the air tank down there. And then plus, find- no one will know where yeah. you are, so they can they can't hate on you if they don't know where you are. So it's like they say in football: go deep. So my huzzah is, you know, actually surprisingly, you know, great minds think alike. My huzzah is to all the people right now in the news or whatever that I read about in my liberal mainstream media What's sources. that, Mother Jones? Yeah. Um, yeah, communist, communism today. Um, oh, did you read the article by Bernie Sanders in there? Yeah, about how he's a sellout and he's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are a lot of people now saying, I can't believe I'm describing it that way, but saying that uh, the the previous president, the forty fifth president, uh, would not the 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 world would not be the way it is now because of, because if he were still president, which I think finally he's found his perfect role, which is the person that just claims that everything would be better if he were in charge, and no one has any intention of putting him in charge again. I hope. But uh, the war in Ukraine would would supposedly not be happening because it didn't happen when he was president. Gas prices would be lower because they they were low when he was president. So, of course, they would still be low because the president actively controls gas prices. Uh, There would be no war in the Middle East because nothing bad happened in the Middle East when when he was president that's the best one and it just goes on and on and so uh you know a- another thing that that wouldn't have hap- wouldn't happen if if he was president is the sun wouldn't fall out of the sky and land in the ocean you know why cuz that never that didn't happen when he was president did that happen well no but under the current it's, administration it's, it's not going to happen if you make him president um Oh, okay. The uh, seas are not going to boil and um, 
will not open wide to release uh, monsters that run all over the earth, killing everyone. You know why? Because that didn't happen when he was president. Is that going to happen soon? Well, it's not going to if he's president. You, do you get it? Can we get him back? I don't want that to happen. Well, then you should elect him. And, you know, that's what we need is a president who claims that nothing is his fault, takes no responsibility for anything, and does nothing but blame everybody else for things that pretty obviously are not under their control. But, you know, that's what we want. Um, at least that's what you would they would have you believe in the news. So anyway, uh, huzzah. When are these, when are these monsters coming? That's, you don't, you don't get it. If they won't come, if he's president. So you, you, you just gotta, you gotta hope that 2024 comes as fast as possible so you can get this, this guy that was the president back in. Cause here's why Jurassic world dominion. It's a movie. It's not real. But could it be that the liberal elites release the movie to get people prepared for when the real monsters come? Very, very possible. Very possible. We'll, uh, That's scary stuff. We'll have, to, you know, we'll have to do some thinking on that. And I would encourage our listeners, you know, if you, if you have any thoughts on this, go ahead and tweet at us, at dpipso on Twitter. You know it's the right account if you see the picture of Jason Mraz. And, of course, you can email us, dukeofpipso at gmail.com. And, uh, We're still looking for our Step Mill Enterprises logo. Yeah, we have a logo. Gotten, we have a logo. Gotten, I, did, I did tell Martin I didn't like it because he made it, but I, was, I went back and looked at our texts, and I was not I – I thought I was being funny which happens a lot, and then I realize that I'm not being funny. But anyway, uh, we just, you know, we'd love it if we got some, a lot more submissions from our fans. We were told that for liability reasons, it's better if we don't create the logo. Yes. Well, all right. I think it's uh, clear that we've we've killed it again, and in, in the cool... This is a perfect podcast. In the positive way, you kill something. So this makes any podcast that Mark Moran put out look terrible. Right. right. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you next week, everybody. Bye.